Welcome back, everyone, to episode 105 of the Popcorn Podcast. I just said popcorn, but that does not matter. I'm Tommy Cresta. Alongside me, my co-host, Ryan Ferran. And today, we have two very special guests. But first, Ryan, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. How about you? <laughs> Besides saying porn, pretty good so far this <laughs> week. nervous today. I'm, dude, I'm stressing. we got two big guests with us today. I don't know. But uh, how's been work been? It's been it's been a lot. It's been busy, but you know, been leading up to Thursday, which is gonna be Barbenheimer Day, which I'm excited about. Um, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a, an event for us. But uh, I guess we should introduce the two very important people that we have with us today. But before I introduce them, uh, I thought I need to make this like a big entrance for them. This is a big thing that they're making right now, a huge moment in fandom and in fan films. But uh. Yeah, we have the director and creator of Spider-Man Lotus, Gavin Knopp. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Great. And Spider-Man himself, Warden Wayne. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. I think Gavin's doing good, too. I was, gonna wait. <laughs> I was like, who says it first? I'm doing uh, great, I'm actually, doing yeah. Sorry. That's I'm fair. doing good, too. We're both doing good. Both doing great. Good. Yeah. That, that's good. It's fine. Me and Ryan talk over each other every episode. So that's time. not an issue. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, we have, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of fans want to ask you guys questions about what could be the biggest fan film, I think, ever. Because everyone is so excited about this movie. And the trailer has 1.3 million views. I mean, everyone wants to see it. And the premiere is going to be huge. I mean, I'm so excited for you guys. And I'm so excited for myself that I get to go out and watch it with you guys, which is going to be a really fun event. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, um well, tell everyone that's listening that has not met you guys anything about yourselves. Go um, ahead, Gavin. Okay. <laughs> um well, uh I'm Gavin. I'm 19 years old. Um I started we started making this movie when I was uh, about 16 years old. Uh we filmed it during uh when I was 17 years old over the summer of 2021. Um we did not expect it to become what it is today. Uh, but it has been, and it's been the, the ride of a lifetime. You know, we're so proud of it. Um, it's really everything we ever wanted it to be. Uh, you know, back when we were first writing it, it was just a little 15 minute short film. And now here we are with a, a full length movie, which again, unexpected, you know, first movie right out of high school, uh, didn't exactly expect it to be this huge roller coaster. but, um, here we are and I'm very proud of it. And, uh, I'm so excited for it to, to come out next month. Cool. Um, my name is Warden. This <laughs> feels like we're working on like a classroom. <laughs> I'm Warden. Um, I don't. I guess I'm not gonna retread over what Gavin said. Um, but yeah, we started making the movie. He talked to me about it. Um, I'm an actor, and I also did some producing on the film and a little bit of writing. Um, I wrote one scene in particular, um, but besides that, Gavin and I kind of just came up with ideas together, and then Gavin's the one who actually put it to paper. Um, yeah, just like he said, didn't expect it to make it to become a feature. When I agreed to it, I didn't think it was going to be a feature either. Um, uh, but yeah, very excited, very uh, proud of it, and still surprised that we that I got to make a movie with some of my closest friends. I don't yeah, want to let mean, Warden. Or sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't want to let him undersell himself. Um, Warden's been like a massive component in making the movie. Um, honestly, it wouldn't be what it is without him. He was super involved in the script, uh, super involved in even the, the making of the costume. You know, without him, it probably wouldn't be the quality that it is. He was very adamant on 
you know, making sure everything looked really good. And every time I had a stupid idea, Warden would stop me and be like, Gavin, stop right there. We're not doing that. Um, so no, no, Warden, you know, I consider him the co-creator. I don't want him to undersell himself. He's more than just the actor. You know, he's been the second head of the project. So, well, thank you. You're welcome. That. that was such a wholesome <laughs> moment. That was so much nicer than anything me and Ryan have ever said to each other on this show or in private. But no, I mean, I mean, Gavin, it's in, it's insane that you were 16 when this started. Me and Ryan, I'm 22. Ryan's 20. We're just filming our first short film in two weeks, so we're that's stressing us out. You guys worked on a Spider-Man film that has millions of views that everyone wants to see, and you were you're a teenager. Warding, you're you're 20 something. Right? I'm 22. Yeah, I didn't mean yeah. I didn't say my age. I'm 22. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's in, you're I mean, you're Spider-Man to a million people now. That's that's that is, one that of the craziest really cool. things right it's now. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think about it too often, but when I do think about it. It's pretty. It's pretty neat, and it's fun. To you have about. you have some questions to answer about how it feels to be Spider-Man <laughs> down the line. Some fans want to gotcha, gotcha. know the life. But uh, before we talk more into the fans part of it and the questions they have, um, I decided to come up with some questions of my own just to talk about your guys' film knowledge and your thoughts on different kinds of movies and everything like that. Does that sound good? Yeah, perfect. Okay. So starting it off hot, what was the movie that made you realize that you want to work in film or make movies of your own? Um, do you want to go first, Warden? Uh, sure. My answer is easy. It was Spider-Man 2. <laughs> when I was like five years old, I I realized that I couldn't be Spider-Man in real life. Yeah. There I is. couldn't be Spider-Man in real life. And I was at my grandma's house and I remember like sitting down. I remember I was like praying to God to like give me powers. <laughs> and I was like, please. And I yeah. uh, never got powers. And I think when I was five, I realized, I was like, okay, if I can't be Spider-Man in real life, I want to like be in, a, be in, in a movie. Um. So that's where it began. And then when I was 12, I started doing more local stuff, started getting into it more. Um, it became very recreational for me and fun. I would just do monologues um, or write for fun. Um, and I've always been a huge movie guy. I was always more into the creative aspects of, of like school. Um, I was never good at math or science or any of that stuff. But I love drama and, and, and writing and, and um, literature and rhetoric. Um, so... But five is when it first started. And then when I was 12, I started really trying to push for it and, you know, try to hone my skills and actually learn and, and, and study acting um, as well as, as want to do it. Yeah. For, for me, it was also Spider-Man 2. I mean, that's a shared thing between us. Uh, I mean, well, maybe it might have been Spider-Man 3, honestly. I mean, growing up, uh, I watched Spider-Man 3 over and over and over and over again. Um, I remember my dad uh, bought me like the muscle Spider-Man suit. You could turn it inside out and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So dope. I'd wear that like every day. I remember like I'd wear it under my clothes and like, so I'd look super buff and I'd like, to <laughs> um, but I would reenact it all the time. I'd sleep in that suit. I can't imagine how badly it smelled. Um, and then like, even when I got to elementary school, like I would, every time we went on lunch or like recess or anything like that, I would reenact the Spider-Man three video game, like scene by scene. Like I memorized the whole thing and like acted out every day. Myself. <laughs> um, so I guess Spider-Man three. Uh, and then like, you know, the long, the, the, the older I got, you know, similar to warden, you know, you start to commit a little bit more and it starts to become a little bit more real when, you know, I got to high school and I had access to a lot of you know equipment and I was like, dang, you know, I can actually do this. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's a very similar journey to Warden. It's I think it all came from Spider Man, unsurprisingly. Yeah, I mean, and now you get to live it out, which is, I, it's incredible. So, congrats to it's both of you. Very cool. Thank you so much. Okay, now now to the people I don't want to talk to, Ryan. What's your answer to the question? Um. I actually don't know if I have one single movie that kind of got me into it. I think it was just the whole thing, like the whole MCU as a whole. I kind of got into like all those YouTube videos of like breaking down like comic book references and stuff. It just full on nerd mode, just watching all those YouTube videos. And eventually those turned into the more like film, you know, yeah, pointed yeah. YouTube videos. So it was, I, I kind of got into like, breaking down how movies are made and stuff from that. So I think it was just all the Marvel movies as a whole kind of got me in it just from watching those videos as a kid. Yeah. I, I mean, we're all on the same page. I think superheroes have such a big effect, especially on I'm your age. When, so Spider, Spider-Man two does not have as dear of a place in my heart as most people. I do love the train scene. I'm not taking anything away from that movie, but the movie that made me love film is right behind me. It's uh, the amazing Spider-Man two main Spider-Man one. And it was specifically the first time he's in the suit and he's being chased by the police. He does the swinging scene underneath the bridge. I love that and, scene, dude. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's all practical, which is what to me was mind blowing that he's actually swinging like that. And then getting to talk to William Spencer, who performed that stunt, was kind of like a full circle moment just for me, being a little kid when it comes out and then being an adult working and talking about the movie with the people in it. But then, like, even Daredevil, I. I adore that movie. I know not everyone's a fan, but like anything where I can see different kind of camera angles, different shots, different lighting. Even as a little kid, I found it so interesting. So I think, I think superheroes just have a big effect on guys, little, like little kids. Excuse me. So yeah, superheroes, I guess, bring us all together, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, Moving on from that question, this is a question that me and Ryan had a conversation about the other day, driving to go see the new Insidious movie. And what was the first movie you saw that you walked down and you're like, man, I guess not all movies are good. Like, there are bad movies out there. Oh, man. Gavin, do you have an answer? Honestly, that's so difficult for me because I grew up, like, loving every movie I watched until, dang, I I, lo- I always loved going to movies. No, go ahead. Do you, do you have one? Yeah, I do. do have- okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't. I really, really didn't like the first Suicide Squad when I watched it. I'm sorry. I just I, I remember just really not enjoying it at all. Um, I didn't like the villain. Uh, the what, what was her name again? Um, that changed the issue with the movie. No one. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember her name, but I I remember the the thing that like struck me the most when I was watching it was when she was like talking to Rick Flagg and she was like, you don't have the balls to kill me. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but I remember like that was a, uh, yeah, I remember walking out of that movie and being like, damn, that was not awesome. <laughs> yeah. For, for me, I remember back, back in the day, like 2017, is that whenever baby driver came out and blade Runner came out, which I think was 2017, 2018, I was going to the movies like once a week. Um, cause I think AMC had every Tuesday it was like $5 for a $5 movie. Yeah. So I was going to movies every week and I don't remember the title, but it was some movie with Ed Helms and, um, who's the Kevin who plays, uh, Mobius. What's his name? Owen Wilson. Oh, Jared oh, Wilson. Oh, no, Owen, Owen, not Mobius. 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 Yeah. You're John. Uh, uh it was some movie with Ed Helms and, and, um, 
Owen Wilson, and it was so bad. I don't know what it was. They were brothers, and I remember just because I would just go watch whatever movie that like I hadn't seen yet, I guess, in theaters. Don't know what it's called, but some movie about with with their brothers, and it's uh one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That's, um, a, that's a fair answer. It was really rough. And then another movie with Christian Bale called, which is rough because it was Christian Bale, but it was it's not Red Dawn, but it's some movie where he gets he's a he's a prisoner of war, and it was just really boring. oh Rescue Dawn. Rescue Dawn, yeah. yeah. I did not enjoy that movie. I was really excited to watch it when I was a kid because I love Christian Bale. And that movie I remember watching, I was like, I just wasted like two hours of my life. <laughs> but those two specifically, yeah. No, Ryan, what was yours? Mine was um, X-Men Apocalypse. Because <laughs> I, I saw that my dad took me to see that as just like a fun... Because I had watched, I had like binged all those movies because I had like a snowstorm or something. School was canceled. So I watched all of them. And I mean, X-Men First Class is a banger. That movie's great. So I was so pumped to see this new one. My dad took me to see it. And it's the only time. It was the first time me and my dad walked out of the theater. And he just went, man, that movie was a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Both of us were like, God, that sucked. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, mine's not much better. I was, I loved Batman and Robin for years. Like, adored that movie. And that movie is awful. Like, I cannot watch it now without shutting it off. Even if I try and watch it for laughter. But when I was 10 years old, I went and saw Mars Needs Moms. And I walked out of that movie and was like, this is the worst thing I've ever watched. (laughs) And lifts didn't match up with the timing of the the line, the whole movie. And I was just furious. I was 10 years old. So that was like the first time I was like, oh, movies can be bad. And then eventually I realized Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy wasn't the best role I've ever seen. (laughs) But yeah, I think Mars Needs Moms. I think we all had valid answers. But um, moving on to question, my paper fell. Um, okay. If you could make a movie with your two dream leads, your dream director and your dream cinematographer or composer, who would they be and what genre would the movie be? Dang. That's a deep question, but I like asking these kind of questions. Especially well, I think we, should, we should work together on this answer because I don't, I don't know. Who, what actors would you choose? So wait, it was two actors, director and cinematographer? Yep. Um. Dang, I would love to. I could, I could choose. Let me think. Um, hmm. I love Jake Gyllenhaal, so maybe Jake Gyllenhaal and oh, shoot, I don't know who I could who I could. I feel like we're gonna I agree. I love. Well, I like Martin. I know I love Martin Freeman. I don't know. You don't like Martin Freeman as much as I do, but I love Martin Freeman. Um, yeah. I don't know if they'd be good leads together. Um. Roger Deakins for sure for cinematographer. I love Hell Roger yeah. Deakins. Tristan he's, Tristan made me fall in love with Roger Deakins. He's so good, and he's I love the it. goat. He's so good. He's insane. Yeah. Um, and I loved I love uh, Denis Villeneuve's movies. I love his stuff. So right. I personally, dude, I love um, a great Gatsby director. Um, oh, Baz. Oh, Baz. Uh, Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann. Dude, everybody everybody hates him. I love the guy. I think it's the. I think his movies are like perfect. They're perfect movies because like they take advantage of the film, you know, um, medium, medium. Yeah. So well, like the entire story is told through the visuals, you know, with his movies. And I think it. I think his movies like put things. They put things so. Uh, they're so easy to follow because they're they're visually like very appealing. You can follow it the whole way through. Um, also, I, I mean, this is kind of generic, but I got into Wes Anderson recently. Like, I should have gotten into him a long time ago. Same here. But, like, honestly, I, I got into him 
and I love, dude, I love it. And like very similar to uh, Boz, like they tell, the stories are very easy to follow with them. Like if you miss a beat, I think it's, they'll, they'll bring you, they'll loop you back in and you don't feel lost. You know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, one of those two. And I agree with Warden's actors. Uh, I think the actor from um, James Bond, Daniel Craig, I think Oof. he'd be, I Love think he'd be that. really good with Jake Gyllenhaal. He would yeah. be good. That's a good That'd be pick. So fun. What would the genre be? I'm a big I'm a big Western guy. Gavin is not a big Western guy, but I love cowboys and and all that stuff and bounty hunting and and everything in that genre. That's yeah. what I would pick. I love I love. I mean, that. you know what? I can I could settle for that. Like I feel like that <laughs> could be like the Western that gets me into westerns. You know, Daniel Craig and and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That'd be cool. Jake, uh, Daniel Craig's done a Western. He did Cowboys vs. Aliens. Cowboys vs. Aliens. Has Jake ever done a Western? I don't know if Jake's done, but I, I will say Cowboys vs. Aliens is an underrated movie, and I watch it religiously once a I, year. I still have not seen it. I really want to watch it because I love Daniel Craig, and I love Cowboys, so I'll have to watch that soon. Yeah, it's uh, it was my awakening that I realized, like, I don't want to play with toys anymore. I saw Olivia <laughs> Wilde in that movie. I was like, this is the best thing that has ever come across a movie screen. <laughs> but um, I meant to, I wanted to ask you, you just brought up, you love Westerns. What is your favorite Western? Um, I love 310 to Yuma with Christian Bale and uh, what's his name? I love Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. That's one of my favorites. Um, I like some of the old school stuff with uh, with with John Wayne. I used to I used to watch John Wayne because my mom loved him growing up so i like him um i just watched true grit the other day i liked that one a lot that was enjoyable there's one that i saw i can't remember the name of it um what's the one? Oh, i love the magnificent seven that one's a fun underrated movie. dude super fun movie um and obviously J- Django is probably my favorite i loved Django. i think it's the most serious western i've seen um because mm-hmm. um the magnificent seven has a bit of uh you know like comedy and modern modernism on it but Django is I love Django um so those those three I guess yeah would you have you seen uh I'm sorry I'm leaving the two of you out of this conversation um (laughs) have you seen Tombstone no I really want to watch Tombstone dude I that's in my that's probably in my top 25 like films ever I gotta write it my watch list is continuously growing I need to add that really quick now you need uh, to watch westerns (laughs) You do. I, I think Westerns, especially like more recently, have definitely lost some of the joy behind them because I feel like so many people try and make them and they're not as good. But I yeah. think The Harder They Fall was a really good comeback to Western filmmaking, like not filmmaking, Western genre movie. That sounds so stupid in my head. I don't oh, know if that nice sounded right on sense. camera. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good right God, man, I'm struggling right now. It's a good <laughs> step in the right direction. But uh, Ryan, what about you? What is your answer to your dream movie? I think I saw IGN posted this thing today that Nolan had said that he's he's done with superhero movies now. He said there's just been too much. But he said specifically that Star Wars is still on the table. And that just got me racing like, oh my gosh, a Nolan Star Wars movie would be so good. <laughs> That'd be so sick. I couldn't imagine what he'd make. After Interstellar, too. Like, it's, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. You know it would just look incredible. He, oh, would, yeah. he would absolutely send someone to space. Old Republic. <laughs> and that leads... Yeah, please. totally. And that leads to my next point. The actor, Tom Cruise, would love to go to space. 
You would absolutely do that movie. Star Wars movie. Me? Dick. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> an awesome idea. It'd be great. I like the idea, Ryan. It'd <laughs> be fun. Uh, I'm I'm kind of I feel like I'm just going off of Warden and Gavin's answer now. My director's Denis. He's my favorite director of all time. I love every movie he's ever made. I just showed two of my buddies Prisoners for the first time. So good. Which I'm starting to understand might be my favorite movie ever. Which is Warden loves them. I love Prisoners. Great yeah, movie. no, it's just it's really well made, and Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman give incredible performances. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. But Denis is my uh. Would be my director. Greg Frazier, I'd probably pick as my cinematographer. A little change it up a little bit. And then Pattinson. I love him and everything. I can't say Gyllenhaal now. You guys stole that. Wait, Pattinson um, and Gyllenhaal would be awesome though. That'd be so sad. Yeah, Pattinson and Gyllenhaal. And I cop thriller, hunting down the serial killer. I think, so that's just, I think it's just Dude, that's perfect. such a good idea. What the heck? Dang. I know. I want them to do a true detective. Write that movie. down. Write that down. <laughs> if you guys come up with that movie next, I swear to God, I'll get lawyers involved. This is not for sale. Sue us. Yeah, I just gotta just gotta text Denis next week, and we'll make it. But um, going into our next question, if you could join any TV or film cast or crew, what would it be? Like, what project would you want to be a part of? Dude. You want to go first? No, you can go. I'm thinking. I, I was going to say, I feel like it's kind of generic, but I feel like the Stranger Things cast or Cobra Kai cast would be really fun to hang out with. You know, like I just, I feel like they have so much fun on set and I feel like they all get along really well. Um, so uh, Cobra Kai or Stranger Things, I feel like we, you know, we get along pretty well. That's I would love one. to work on Superman and Lois. I love that show. That'd be super mm-hmm. fun. Um, and I think Tyler Hecklin would be so fun to work with. And I uh, love Jordan, or uh, Alex Garfin plays Jordan. Probably Superman and Lois or uh, Mandalorian, just because it'd be fun to be a part of the Star Wars universe. And, and some cameo, not cameo, some like, small role, you know? That'd be cool. That's a good answer. Yeah. Both good answers. I love Cobra Kai, and I love the Mandalorian. So I like both the answers. Ryan, oh, what, what do you have to, what do you want to be a part of? I think I might go, it, not just because it's one of my favorite shows of all time, but I, I might have to go with Peaky Blinders. Oof, just I love Peaky Blinders. Just yeah. for the clothes, dude. That'd be so fun, dude. I love Peaky Blinders. <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> That's a good one. That is Damn. a good one. Yeah. I want to join the bear. I want to be work on that. Dude, that'd be, that'd be sick, told, too. Great show. I've been told to watch the bear. So I should. Dude, Jeremy Allen White. Amazing. Next, he's going to be one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. It's. I think he's, he gives some of the best performances in Shameless the bear and now he just needs to get in the film because some of the movies he's done poor choices i think that he's maybe not poor choice but the roles he was getting were not for great movies but i think after the bear he'll get some bigger That'd be sick. i love him as an actor he's yeah. got such a like i love how like intense his face looks i like i don't know if that's the proper way to describe it but he looks so like like rugged and like heavy like his face is always just like beat up in a way you know what i mean i love it he's so cool yeah no i Ryan knows I have a deep love for Jeremy Allen White. He's one of my <laughs> yeah. dream people to have on this show. So yeah, I think I think the bear is probably probably the one. But uh this these next two questions are the final two we have. I would say these are the most difficult questions to answer. So I hope you guys are ready for this. Gotcha. Ready. So first one. What do you guys think are the top three movies ever? Not your favorites. What do you think are the best movies? Oh, ever? the oh, best. Man. Not my, my favorites. favorites. 
Objective. Not your favorites. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, well, they might be my favorites. Um, let me think for a second. <laughs> no, um, they are. If they are the same, it was. It's the next question <sighs> is: okay. What are your top three favorite movies? Oh, gotcha. Dang. Okay, I'll try to think of something that's just really objectively like just good. Ryan, do you want to go first while they're thinking? Yeah, you should go first. I, I gotta think too. Okay. Um, I'll question. go first. <laughs> okay, you go first. You go first. Um, I would say The Departed, Shawshank Redemption, and Goodfellas. I think are the three best movies of all time, but not my three favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty, pretty I, valid one. I, I kind of want to go with like most impactful, or revolutionary movies. Like I, I would, I would say like Star Wars, the first one. I mean, Empire Strikes Back, Back to the Future. Um. I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to think of movies that actually like changed the game for like everything. You could really forward. say yeah. Spider Man changed the game for superhero movies. Spider Man did change the game. For Spider Man sure. did. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say it's like I'd put it up there with like some of the most. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it kind of did kickstart a lot. Yeah, because there I, were tons before it, but the ones after it were. If you really watch, they're just trying to copy off Spider Man. Yeah. It's that kind of a blueprint. Is this Spider Man yeah. when they started when superhero movies started making like? A ton of money too. So I remember, like, like Keaton's Batman yeah. movies made like 200, 300 million, 400 million box offices, mm-hmm. and then Spider Man One, Spider Man Two were making six hundred to eight hundred. Yeah, um, which I think was unheard of back back then. I'm not sure. Um, no, if you put it in the like, like, because Superman came out like the first Christopher Reeves one, then Batman eventually came out in 1989. That kind of like brought together like superhero movies can be serious. Yeah. Then we got that weird 90s era where they were not very good. And then Spider-Man showed that you can make a serious movie that still has humor and it killed at the box. I was like, you were saying. So when, yeah. yeah. I don't I know. Why, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I, was, I was thinking here while you guys were talking. and I, I honestly feel like um, it's completely like different from the other two. But 2001, A Space Odyssey, it came out in the 60s. Yeah. But like I remember watching it and I, I didn't know it was from the 60s. You know, I thought it was from way later, but I feel like it was such a revolutionary movie for the time and it, it just pushed so much forward um so i guess my answer would be 2001 star wars empire strikes back and uh the first back to the future for mm. for me maybe toy story <laughs> wasn't toy story one of the biggest like didn't that kind of revolutionize making cg animated films totally yeah yeah, yeah. that was that's what the, that, one, that was big um i was also gonna say back to the future um which is also one of my favorite movies um I don't know. One of the three Lord of the Rings movies. So I think those are super influential for society. Yeah. Ryan, did did you guys go see the four hour cut that came out? Of of, of it was Return uh, of the King Return had the a King. anniversary, so it was the four hour cut. I've I've seen it. I didn't get to go to the theater. I really wish I wanted. I really wanted to. Jacob, who was just here earlier, went to go see it. I really wanted to watch it. But I didn't get to. Yeah, I forced Ryan to go with me. Because yeah. I'm like a massive Lord of the Rings guy, he did not like it as much as I did. I love, I still liked it. I it's, love Return of the King. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, it's still exactly. a great movie. I just, I've never been a huge Lord of the Rings guy. So watching a four-hour cut of a movie, I'm already like, yeah. But you're tired. You want to go home? Did they have a break in that in <laughs> totally. four hours? No. Nope. Really? And we saw it at like eight o'clock too. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it would have like a, like a like a cutoff point. That's funny. No. <laughs> I'm like low-key just watching Tasm. In your background, Warden. Just watching the movie. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that what's playing? Oh, I wasn't even. Is that was playing. Jacob put it on. Like, I didn't even yeah. put it on. Oh, I just got like fixated on it. 
It is. I can see Andrew Garfield in his blue shirt with the gray sleeves. Oh yeah, there he is. It's Sorry, a movie. Got distracted. <laughs> but uh, did everyone answer that? I don't want to skip anyone. Ryan, did you answer it? I didn't say. I think for my three favorite. I mean, you know, my number one is Sandlot. No, not still. your you favorites. What do you name. think of the best movies? Oh, best movies still. I think Shawshank number one. I think maybe Departed moves up to two or three. So I rewatched that a little bit ago and. I don't know what else to put on there. It might be like Prisoners or something like that, like a Denny okay. movie. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then our last question before we get into the fans who we have a lot of fan questions to answer. Well, you guys have to answer. We just get to sit and listen. But uh, what are your three favorite movies, like most rewatchable movies that you just adore? You can go, Gap. All right. Well, for me, um, it's. Number one, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. You know, that's the movie that, you know, broke me out of the superhero phase and where I was like, damn, movies are like really good. <laughs> um, but that, that movie got me sobbing when I first watched it. I remember the ending like blew my mind. I was, I was a mess after watching it. Uh, Spider-Man 2, obviously. I mean, come on, you know. Um, and then if, number three, I go back and forth. The, it's very controversial. I said The Great Gatsby. People are like, what the hell? That's such a weird choice. But my mom growing up like would play the Great Gatsby audio in audiobook in the car because she's a she was an English teacher for 11th grade and she would teach Great Gatsby every year. Um, so her favorite book of all time is, is the Great Gatsby. Um, and so even growing up when I didn't understand the book, um, she would play it in the car and I'd listen to it and I'd hear the words. I think Jake Gyllenhaal did a reading of it. And that's when she played some. I think Jake Gyllenhaal or someone like that. That's um when I got to high school, you know, when I got to 11th grade, she was like pretty much my teacher for that time. You know, my teacher was cool, but she was like really teaching me. Um, and so we went through Great Gatsby together and she she taught it to me and we watched the movie. And normally the movie gets a lot of criticism for not being not being accurate to the book. But, you know, it gets hate for like the modern music usage and, and um, certain elements like that. I felt like it's the perfect adaptation of the book, perfect casting. I think the words come right off the page like the castings are so reflective of the words. Like I read the book and I look at the movie and I can't imagine a better way to adapt like the aesthetic of it, the look, you know, the whole flow of the story. It's, it's like honestly perfect in my opinion. So that's my justification for great Gatsby. Um, but I flip flop between that and where the wild things are. Um, that movie terrified me as a kid. I watch it today. I love it. It's so, it's so weird. <laughs> uh, but I, that, I think that's one element I, I really like about it. It's, it's, it's very strange, but you feel a little bit comforted um, watching it. So, Cool. That was a really good answer. That is yeah, a good answer. A great one. Well, well, Woody, my, you can go after him. Yeah, mine's not going to be as uh, <laughs> expansive as that. My top three, it's not in particular order. Um, Spider-Man 2, because it's so influential in my life, and I love that movie so much. Gavin and I could like talk about it for hours. That's why I didn't um, even start because I know I would never stop. It's talking. so easy to go into it. And like um, return of the King could also talk about that for hours. I have talked about it for hours. I love it so much. The four Frodo line is so good and I adore it. And then um, how to train your dragon. That movie recently went up on or last year it went up on my list because I don't know. I watched it again um, at the time and it just like moved me so much. I love that movie. So those are my top three. Um, I don't have any, you know, art house top threes, but those are my, those are my, the big three that I really could just rewatch at any point. And I, I do a Lord of the Rings rewatch every year. 
and I and I rewatch Hunter Trigger Dragon relatively often. So I got a I have Aragorn sword, the Andrew. Dude, you really? That's so yeah, sick. Like sick. the big one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, a company sent it to a sent it to me for the podcast, and then in favor, I, I got Ryan a lightsaber from a company. Yeah, that's did. so sick. What? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's so yeah. cool. Now, if anyone breaks in, they got to deal with my yeah, Aragorn geez. sword. <laughs> a sword. <laughs> but uh, Ryan, what are your? Th- I yeah. feel like I know this because well, I feel like me and you have talked about it a lot. But- yeah, I already said my number one on accident, but number one is the Sandlot. Just it's my a favorite classic. movie of all time. Classic. Any time, absolutely. And I think number two, I got to go with A New Hope just because I love Star Wars so much. And that one, that's always been my favorite Star Wars movie. It might not be the best in my opinion, but just I can always put it on and watch that one. And I think for number three, I'll go with Reservoir Dogs, I think, just because it's one of those movies like it's genuinely a great movie. But every time I watch it, I get blown away just thinking like, this was Tarantino's first movie, and it's this good. Like it, it just that's blows cool. me away every time. Yeah, it's a good one. I like, I like that, Ryan. I feel like that's different than the last time we've talked about. It. That's good. Might be. But uh, my three. Uh, again, no in particular order. Prisoners, I guess, is up there. But I want to say Jaws because I found a new whole found love for that movie when me and Ryan went and saw it last year in IMAX, which was awesome. Awesome cool. experience. What was that? I'm sorry. That must have been cool. Oh, yeah. It was dope. Except the guy on next to me was answering phone calls. And it was not not the most fun. But yeah, I found new love for that movie. It's a movie that should have never worked, but did. They rewrote the script every night while filming. Like anything like that. It's just it's incredible that they made. I think one of the longest lasting horror films that everyone still thinks about. If you go in any type of seawater, salt water, not seawater. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Tasm, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I know that's not everyone's favorite, favorite Spider-Man movie, but I, Ryan can, Ryan can vouch for me here. I cry every single time I watch this movie without, like, I watched it a couple weeks ago. I was just bawling at like one in the afternoon. Every time. <laughs> Gwen scene gets me every time. Yeah, it's rough, dude. We'll it admit, is rough. They did Gwen's, they did the scene of Gwen's death very well. I have critiques on the rest. But the scene itself is very good. I love this. Yeah. The, the little fight with Goblin and then Gwen's death is like perfect to me. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. And then like coming from like reading comic books and then finally getting to see the big white eyes. And I think the suit is perfect. I, I adore that suit. And I just have so many memories of watching with my dad, even though my dad despises the movie, but I love it. But yeah, that's, I think that's the other one. And then Revenge of the Sith, because I can quote the entire movie and oh, yeah. watch it. At least yes. once a week. Love Ryan hates that movie, so <laughs> I don't hate movie, it. But damn, I love that movie. I love Revenge of the Six. Amazing, but uh, yeah, that's the end of my questions. But now it's time for what took up almost my entire camera roll is the question from the fans, <laughs> and the first one we're gonna do is from Sky. What the heck? <laughs> Skywork Cinematics. Okay, they didn't clarify, so both of you can answer this question. Have you ever considered doing a team-up hero movie? If so, with what characters? Oh, Gavin, you can answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always, um, I've always liked the, dynam- the dynamic between Spider-Man and Daredevil, so that, that would be really awesome to do. Um, 
that was that, that's my answer <laughs> no yeah. more elaboration on that um uh yeah i've also liked that i'm a big i'm much more into like team up stuff and and kind of um you know uh superficial leaf on things um i think than gavin <laughs> but uh so i'd be down i, I would be down for for in, um, anything like that i love like the heroes for hire i love when heroes cross over all the time like i don't know if you guys have played web of shadows the old game hell yeah i love that it's a moon knight and like luke cage just like are just hanging out in new york city so i love uh i love all that kind of stuff i don't know what's what's specific, what specifically i would do but i love when spider-man gets to interact with uh heroes for hire or or daredevil like gavin said so for sure if that ever happened that'd be cool you should definitely do something with Daredevil because Daredevil is my favorite Marvel character and Spider-Man's number two. So that'd be like a dream come oh, true yeah. to get to watch them interact. <laughs> so please make this. Um, next question is from... Actually, I'll do this one. This one's nice. Uh, this is not Nate09. Hi, Gavin. I'm currently filming my first Spider-Man fan film. Is there any advice you would give me? I think... Um... Try not to go too ambitious is what I always try to tell people because you start to like, you you think something's achievable and you go for it and then it's actually like super it's actually difficult. It's not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tried like a, we tried a car chase for Lotus and I mean, it got, we had to delete it because we had to delete the scene because we got, we got way more ambitious than a, we our budget allowed for. Yeah. Um, we, we did a terrible job shooting it. It would have been a really cool scene. You know, like I, I loved the quips we had written and, warden did a great job and spider-man was like the the concept of seeing spider-man was like crawling around the car kind of so we had a scene where i was like we shot on screen screen and i was on the side of the car and like they're shooting out of the window and i webbed the gun and webbed it to the car and all kinds of fun stuff which we shot it but we had shot it i i think it would have been achievable like with full vfx but just the thing is with with working on vfx with fan films like you know they have lives too. So they can't commit their entire life to like making these giant sequences. Like that's part of the reason why Lotus is a drama, not an action movie, because if you're doing an action, you know, that's, you're going to, you're going to require a lot of CGI. And like, if you're not working with industry professionals, just, you know, they have lives, you know, VFX are, so they have to have, you know, their time. So, you know, that it was a good idea, but we had to cut it. Um, There's still plenty of action, but I'm going on a tangent. Don't go too ambitious, you know, try to try to keep in mind, you know, what your budget is and try to not allow yourself to go too far because it's very easy to, when you love these characters, you know, kind of get carried away and you're like, oh, we could do this and this and that. And then you're like, wait, let's pull back. So uh, that would be my, my, my biggest uh, piece of advice. And then the other one is like, don't, don't create it for the purpose of um, appealing to the outside world don't create it to like get views or like get get subscribers or whatever like just make what you want to make you know like whether it's against what everybody else's idea of spider-man is or not like if you want to make it and you're passionate about it and like you you care about what you're making go ahead and make that like don't listen to what other people are saying about it like make your spider-man how you want it to be because when you start letting other people get into your head and you know well it should be this way it should be that way like don't don't worry about it do your thing and you're good and you're much more um relaxed making it yeah that was some good points i'm gonna use that for our short film i need (laughs) yeah i think it's universally uh, applicable yeah totally uh the next question is from that's what levi said i think it's what 
I love that guy. I just interviewed with him the other day. Okay, great. So I did get it right. What's the most embarrassing thing that happened on set? Oh, man. Oh, shoot. Wait, there were so many. (laughs) Do you have have something specific? Maybe when I maybe maybe when I showed up without the slate and yeah, the disappointment on your face. That was rough. (laughs) So upset. We we have a a video of it somewhere and you can see me. I'm like, are you serious right now? Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, I showed up. I showed up and Warden's like, we're like about to start filming. Warden's like, where's the slate? I was like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, every, every take I had to clap. Like I, we, we didn't have like yeah. a marker or anything. We didn't know what scene it was. So I'd be like, oh, scene 49A, uh, take one. I do a little clap in front of the camera. It was so embarrassing, dude. But that, that happened. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that was like, I mean, I, I was never, I don't think we were ever too embarrassed because we were all so close on yeah, set. So true. it was all, we just had a great time. Um, I'm trying to think something that was like, well, what about maybe like showing up late to my own call times a few times, <laughs> a little oh, bit late. Would, you would do that. You did a couple times. Like, oh to, yeah, I, the- me personally, I would show up late all the time. That's that's something <laughs> I have in common with Spider Man, as I'm very bad with time management, as you guys could tell with the current interview. It took a while to get here. Uh, yeah, so that's something. I, but I kind of like would turn it into a little game and. And I would, I guess I wasn't super embarrassed about it. I'm like, oh, guys, no, Spider-Man's late all the time. Just like me. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, you know. I remember we getting into character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we, we were on set, uh, and Warden was getting, like, the battle damage suit on, and the makeup obviously took a long time. I remember telling them, like, middle of the day, I was like, hey, guys, can you get started on the makeup now? Because, like, by the time you're finished, we'll be ready to film. I'm like, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. And so I was like, okay, guys, like, we're going to go to set. You know, hopefully you're ready in time. And then we got there and me and Tristan, the cinematographer, were like sitting in the bed and the sound people got there and we we're paying them like by the hour and we're just chilling there and we're like, where's, I wonder like what they're doing. I FaceTime <laughs> Warden and then Warden's like just now putting the suit on. I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> he's like, hold on, we'll be, we'll be done. We'll be done. And then I remember, I very vividly remember like sitting on the bed with Tristan and we're like playing games on our phone, playing like subway surfers. And we're like, <laughs> oh, we're trying to like beat each other's high score. And like Borden showed up probably two hours late. <laughs> we were like, where the hell were you? My fault. <laughs> and yeah. He, he pull, it was fun. It was such a funny, like I, it was such a funny visual because like he pulled up in the van and the doors open and he walks out and he's like all bloody and beaten up. And he's like, Oh, I'm, here I am. <laughs> and that's when I, I took a picture of him and that picture went viral in like, I think like just the like Spanish speaking community. Like there was some meme about like, I was, trick-or-treating and i fell off my bike and this is what happened yeah like that, that meme like went viral i saw it everywhere i was like what yeah it's so weird but yeah that happened <laughs> i don't think anything else was super embarrassed we had a lot of funny things on set i was never really like embarrassed yeah one of the funniest I mean, things is uh when remember when sean went missing in new york so sean <laughs> who played harry uh <laughs> it was his first time in the states because he's canadian and first time ever in america he went to new york and his phone died and he went like, he just, he was around New York by himself and we all had like life 360. So normally we could track, track each other down, but his phone died. And we were like, what? We couldn't do anything. We literally couldn't do anything. We had no idea where he was. And we didn't see him for like four or five hours. And then we were all filming in this penthouse for a penthouse scene. And Sean like knocks on the door and it was like pouring rain too, like pouring rain in New York. So he knocks on the door and like we open it up and he's completely soaked. Um, I'm surprised he found us, but that was one of the. It was like a movie moment, dude. Like, like Sean, where have you been? (laughs) 
He's like drenched in water. Like he's like, oh, I found you guys. And he's, so us story. he's like, he's a guy. I took the wrong train. I ended up in Queens. Like we were we were in Manhattan by Central Park. Yeah, like, I ended up in Queens, and like all these sketchy people were like following me or something. It was like, oh man, crazy. yeah, that was a good night. That, that was, was a fun. good day of filming. It was fun. Yeah. Um. So I have one more, and then Ryan has some questions. Uh. Well, I think this is a good question because I want to know this. Um. Shooth, the narcissist. Will the Lotus suit ever go on sale again? Hmm. Um, that would honestly be up to Alessio and Lorenzo, the suit creators. I don't think they want to do that because I think they like the idea of there being a limited run, uh, and creates a, you know, a sense of rarity, I suppose. Um, that would honestly be up to them because they're the creators and we've, I mean, we've given them obviously full permission to do whatever they want with the design and they're very mm-hmm. protective of it as well. Um, so I don't know. I'd be, I think it'd be kind of cool. We, Gavin and I have talked about selling the main movie suit. But it is kind of gross and sweaty, so people might not want to buy it. <laughs> but it'd be up to Lorenzo and Alessio, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to buy the suit, so that's why I was wondering. Gotcha. It was fun uh, asking. Uh, asking but, uh, for a friend, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan has some questions. Yeah, uh, this one's from Dustin Morrison40. Uh, for Warden, what is it like filling the shoes of what could be the most famous superhero of all time? Oh, man. Um... I don't know. I mean, it felt, I don't know. It felt, it felt, I mean, I don't know. It felt natural to me because I've been doing this my whole life, not acting, but I've been in and out of the Spider-Man suit forever. I did, I would do the similar things that Gavin did. I would wear the Spider-Man suit under my clothes when I was a kid. There's one time I got um, Sharpies or like dry erase markers and literally drew Spider-Man suit. Like I markered my entire body um, with marker and like drew all the blue to do the webs and everything. And my mom was pissed. I was like six or seven and I had to, like, I went to church. My sleeves just had like, my skin was just like Spider-Man arms. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I really try not to think about it too much. Cause I, I think it's overwhelming the whole process. I, I would try not to think about um, any of the attention or anything like that. Cause I didn't really, I wanted to stay grounded and, and not get um, too excited, I guess. And not get i don't want to get a big head that's something i've always been worried about um because some actors do get big heads um so i try to just have fun with it and i would take i would take it seriously on set um but i wouldn't i don't like to take myself too seriously i guess i try not to um so i don't know i i I, it it was just fun i really just want to have fun time and, and it was really really cool getting to finally play spider man I want to do it forever and a really, you know, movie quality suit and see it, see it, see it in scenes and seeing my body language. That was really cool because I've always wondered if I, if I do well as body language, cause we had, you know, we said static lenses. So a lot of it was, um, you know, it's camera work, you know, and you're, you have to be more emotive with your body, which I've talked about that a lot. That's one thing I love about Andrew's performance, Andrew performance and um, Toby's performances is them having to do more. Um, because you can't see their face. And I love that kind of that kind of acting. I love when actors you don't see their face, like in uh, Hugo Weaving in V for, v for Vendetta. I love his performance in that. Um, you get to be a bit more inflective. So it's kind of a long answer. Um, maybe not the exact answer you're looking for. Um, it's 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 a difficult question, but it was mm-hmm. really cool, and I just tried to have fun with it. I didn't try to take it too seriously. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Um, this one's from. The Gabe Bernstein, I think I'm pronouncing that right. 
and it's kind of building off the last one. But was there ever a moment when you were filming where you kind of like had the moment where you're like, damn, I'm I'm Spider-Man right now. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, there's in the in all the Tim, the Tim scenes, the scenes with Tim are when I was in the suit the most because that was almost entirely um, I was suited up the entire time. And I'm trying to think of something specific. The end of that scene, there is one particular scene where I'm not going to say it, but it was really, really cool. And Spider-Man has a really, really cool line that Gavin and I came up with. And it, it is really, I'm really excited for people to see it. Um, and I can't say exactly what it is. I wish I could, but that scene specifically, all the Tim scenes really, really, I was like, this is so sick and so badass. I, to, I watch back the footage or I see the footage and, um, I was like really proud of myself and I didn't know if I would be or not. And, and it really felt cool, you know, to see my head turns or to see my head nods and stuff like that. And, um, and then one scene at the very end of the movie Ooh. was really, really cool. And I felt very heroic in it. And I felt like I'm, I felt like I'm a superhero, you know, I really did. Um, but all the Tim scenes, I could say that all the scenes with Tim, I'm, I was very much embodying this heroic figure because Tim's looking up to him. So it, it, and, and Max, the actor, is such a big Spider-Man fan, too, that it had helped me feel even more like Spider-Man. The first time he saw me in the suit, he was like, oh, my God, Spider-Man, and was freaking out. So that helped me, my performance, because it, it was – he was basically the kid who collects Spider-Man, you know, without even trying. Mm. Um, so all those scenes, yeah, I felt very much like Spider-Man. Yeah. If I could build awesome. off that real quick. Um, totally. Seeing Warden, like I remember, I remember when he, we got the first take of him in the suit. Um, I remember like forgetting Warden was under there because he delivered the line perfectly. He, he did the mannerisms perfectly. He had the bot, he had the build of Spider-Man. Like you honestly forget that it's really Warden under there. Um, because he, he just, he falls into the role so perfectly. I remember being like obsessed with the way he delivered lines. I barely had to direct him during the Tim stuff because like, I mean, we co-wrote it and he, he, you know, he knew the script very well. So like, and we talked about Spider-Man so much to where like he, he didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to direct him a whole lot. He knew, like he knew what to do. So just watching him perform and not having to worry about it was like phenomenal. Cause he was the Spider-Man I wanted. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, God. This so wholesome tonight. Nice. So wholesome. God, me and Ryan got to change up our attitude on the show a lot. <laughs> Did like you have any day. more questions around your thing? No, I think that's it. Uh, I'll I'll send another one, but before I do that, um, I don't want to repeat any of the questions. So I'm, there's a lot. <laughs> um, okay, this is a good one because I think this is something everyone can talk about. Uh, Heisenpug 2.0 said, "Who is your favorite Spider-Man actor?" Gavin, you can't say Warden. Warden, you can't say yourself. <laughs> I, would, I would never. No, uh, mine. <laughs> Toby and Josh Keaton are my favorite people who have portrayed him. I love them both so much. Toby's voice. I love, um, I've said this before. I love the way he yells, the way he like, the way he yells and the way he quips. It's, he talks way different in the suit than he does when he plays Peter. He's very soft and, and and goofy on, and when he's Peter, but he, I, I love how heroic he sounds. Like the scene when he's, um, you know, trying to save Aunt May and Spider-Man too. And the way he yells and, and the music that plays and, one scene I really love, it's a weird thing to say, but it's when he loses his webs or he loses his powers midair and he he's, he's yeah. screaming and yelling as he falls and hits the like uh, the air vents or whatever. Air I vent, love yeah. his voice because I think a lot of times, one thing I was always scared about is 
there's like a certain ceiling with quips. You almost feel embarrassed to quip and or like to raise your voice to that proper level because it feels unnatural. But Toby, Toby does it in such a natural and, and perfect way. So he's, I love him as Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, honestly, like I'm like the reverse of you with, with actors because like I, I like Andrew Garfield and Christopher Daniel Barnes. Um, Andrew Garfield, I feel like because he's so passionate about Spider-Man in a way that the other actors who have played Spider-Man aren't as much like Tom Holland's a big Spider-Man fan, but I felt like Andrew Garfield really truly loved the character at his core um and so i felt like that that bled into his performance and made his performance so much more uh, appealing and believable uh so andrew's like i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of the movies he was in but he's my favorite spider-man actor um and then <laughs> so I said, mm, what <laughs> Sorry, man. i didn't say anything i i just i want to make sure no one thinks i'm just texting on my phone i'm trying to look something up. <laughs> uh and then christopher daniel barnes i mean because the 90s show was written by comic book writers who wrote like the 70s and 80s comics, uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes felt like that voice of Spider-Man brought to life in a way that other actors just haven't. Like, I feel like when he when he quips or when he's kind of an asshole to people, like just his vocal inflections are so good as Spider-Man. Like I when I read comic books or at least the classic ones, like I hear Christopher Daniel Barnes uh, every time. So I, I wish he did more Spider-Man stuff. I wish he played Peter Parker more outside of the show because he played 2099 and stuff like that but peter parker he hasn't actually uh voiced very much um but yeah he's my favorite voice actor um i think we kind of talked about this when we did our uh, no way home review and i think i still kind of have that opinion of like we said toby was the best peter parker andrew was the best spider-man and then Tom Holland wasn't the best at either of those, but he was the best mix of the two. So mm. I think I think Tom Holland, as much as I love Andrew Garfield, and I think he might be probably the most entertaining Spider-Man actor to me, but I do love Tom Holland as much as his movies of, you know, that there's highs and lows. But yeah, I think he might be my favorite just because he he has the mix of Spider-Man and Peter Parker cool. down very well. Gavin hated your answer so much he got up and left. I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. The dogs were barking over there. I had to take care of this one. Sorry. So, I actually have the same answer as Gavin. Uh, I had to look up the guy's name. I didn't even know Christopher Daniel Barnes was the guy's name who voiced the 90s Spider-Man. But that was my introduction to Spider-Man. And like I saw the two movies, but never like really thought about it. I watched that 90s series. I still rewatch it now. And I mean, everyone knows the scene with Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. I know some people don't love it, but I adore that sequence. And then Andrew Garfield, because I don't know. I just always, I think Andrew Garfield is one of the most talented actors working, but at the same time, he just fits Spider-Man so well. And he has the he best does. build for Spider-Man. He's got, I think the suit helps a lot. Cause it's my favorite suit. So maybe that helps with some bias and just the way he delivers his quips. Oh no, I just love those movies, even though Gavin shit on them. <laughs> but um Sorry. no, I uh I think it's I think it's Andrew Garfield in total, I think is the best version that we've gotten cool. of the character. Toby's number two though. Oh yeah. Live action wise. I can take right. I can you can take that. <laughs> but uh oh, I don't know this is a question I just thought of. What were your guys' thoughts on Spider Verse across the Spider Verse night? Oh dude. 
Oh my gosh. This is go so first? fucking cool. I loved it. I, I love the first one, but this one was so, I love seeing, like one thing I love about sequels in general is, is how you, you get to have the hero already established. You, you're, you're past the whole, like, I don't know if I want to be a hero because Miles doesn't become Spider-Man until the end of the first movie. Yeah. And I love how right off, right off the bat, he's, he's active and he's badass. I loved, I love how they didn't shy away from how, powerful he was it's one thing i love when movies don't do when movies don't shy away from that um like i love the scene with um when he is i don't know what he what he does but he uh like shocks miguel on the train oh on the yeah. train or, or, or he's like messing with when he's messing with his suit like i yeah. love that i love how he was he, he's just such a badass he's so confident um which i think was such a cool um we didn't see that as much in the first movie because he was still figuring things out but he's like confidently running away from like thousands of Spider-Man and, and Miguel's this like vampire Spider-Man that's, that's wants to like just destroy him. And he's, and he just like easily gets him off. I love that kind of, that kind of cool thing gets off. Um, gets yeah. him off him. Um, but I loved it. I love Shamik Moore is my favorite miles actor. It's my favorite interpretation of miles. I wish they would have gotten him for the PS4 miles. Um, I'm not a, I'm a huge fan of the PS4 miles voice. It's too nerdy for me. Um, but I loved it. Adored that movie. So that's, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah. Me and Warden, me and Warden were on the phone after it came out. I remember like, you know, as a big Spider-Man fan, like seeing a, another adaptation of the character, like you have to take it in first and process it. Um, because like, I'm, I'm very protective of like the character and like, I have a very particular idea of how, how I would like him portrayed. So like watching, such a radically different version of Spider-Man or like interpretation of Spider-Man was new for me. And I had to like process it and, and think about like this other interpretation. And I, I remember like when I, when it hit me of how good the movie was, because I wasn't sure how to feel about it at first. And then it hit me like the day after I saw it. Um, and it felt, it felt so respectful to the character. Um, I felt like, like one of my, one of my critiques with the first movie was that, you know, it said anybody can wear the mask, but it didn't explore the consequences of that or the response. It did explore it, but not to the extent I wanted to of like the responsibility that comes with the mask. And so I felt like across the Spider-Verse really heavily leaned into, you know, what it takes to be Spider-Man, what you have to go through, the challenges, the obstacles, and how you have to push through these to, you know, really embody the mask. Um, and so like one of their taglines was like, how, it's how you wear the mask that matters. Um, and I... My my pitch for the first one was that that would have fixed it in my mind was if if the villain wasn't Kingpin, it was just like an alternate. It was an evil version of Peter Parker or an evil version of Miles who didn't have the responsibility that came with the powers. And so I was pleasantly surprised watching this one with at the end when we have a Miles who's the prowler. And so he doesn't have the responsibility of the main Miles. And it sets up like exactly what I was looking for of like, you know, Let's take a let's take a version of Miles now who has gone through these tribulations and trials of of wearing the mask and now it's contextualized to him of you know this is what being Spider-Man means and like this is the sacrifice and, and everything like that. Now we let's pair him up with a version of Miles who doesn't understand that responsibility and is, is kind of abusing the power in a way. I'm so I'm really excited for the third one and the second one, you know, filled filled me with confidence and in, in feeling like the character in media in general, starting to return to like how I enjoy the character. Um, so to, to wrap it up, you know, it wasn't how I'd tell a Spider-Man story because I like the grounded and, and you know, down to earth Peter Parker. 
uh, storyline, I feel like this was equally as respectful um, and faithful adaptation of Spider-Man, and, and, and I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, no, it's, I think at this moment, it was my favorite movie of the year until that new, the new A24 movie, Past Lives, came out, which, oh, if you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. I was in a theater by myself, and then, well, I thought I was, and then it was like 60, 60-year-olds behind me at the end of the movie, but I was sobbing because I thought I was by myself, so I highly recommend, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's up there as one of my favorite Spider-Man movies already, oh, sure. and I love the first one, and I think this one blew the first one out of the water. Me too. But yeah, so Ryan, I you like the first one more though. I do, just a little bit. It's still, it's my favorite animated movie of all time. Still, the first one. Oh, yeah. Even though I love the second one a lot, but I do want to say though, I don't want to go back on my favorite Spider-Man choice. But Jake Johnson is definitely the best, <laughs> like older Peter Parker. Ever. I love him as Spider-Man. He's perfect. All right, I have two more questions for you. Then we'll do a recommendation of the week where we'll all recommend a show or a movie, and then we'll get out of here. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Great. Uh, the question is from Goodnight XAV. What inspired the design for Goblin's suit? Um. Well, you know, I've always, I've always felt like I, I say this pretty often. Um, instead of trying to change the comics, find a way to justify them and explain them. Um, so of course the green goblins design in the comics is very cheesy and corny and it's, you know, people don't take it very seriously. Um, but for me, you know, I, I thought, okay, well it is kind of corny. It is a little cheesy. It was, it was pretty goofy costume design, but let's, let's find a way to justify that. And let's, let's, let's film the movie in a way that, you know, allows people to take it seriously in some way. Uh, so in my mind, you know, there's a storyline called Child Within by Jam DeMatteis, um, and it's about Harry Osborn becoming the Green Goblin. And what that story says is the Goblin formula reverts you back to you know certain childhood uh, patterns and, and certain you know childhood insecurities, and it kind of puts all of your insecurities on the forefront and kind of makes you react and and, and respond like a child. Um, so when I think about Norman Osborn when he takes the Goblin formula. Um, I think, you know, his brain will re- revert to childhood tendencies and, and kind of think like a kid. So when he's in that state of the goblin and his entire goal is to strike fear into his enemies and, and people who are against him, you know, he's probably going to think of something that would scare him as a child. So perhaps Norman Osborn's fear as a kid was this weird Halloween costume goblin with green and purple. Um, and it it's not... It's something a kid would be scared of. It's like the monster under the bed almost. Um, so he would create this costume that anybody, nobody who's a sane human being would wear this costume willingly. Um, but what makes it so terrifying to me is that he is acting like a kid. It means he's very unstable and he can do anything at any time. And he's wearing this goofy mask that shouldn't be taken very seriously, but because he's wearing it and thinks it's scary, that's to me what makes it terrifying. Um so yeah, I wanted to be faithful to the comics and find a way to explain it. I love the design. I got so excited when I saw it. So that answer just made me even more excited about it. Oh yeah, dude. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, and then the final question we'll go with. I want to find a good one. Okay, this is a good one. Uh, Spider underscore man twenty one thirty two. If the movie is successful, are there any plans to make more? 
Warden has a big smile on his face. So <laughs> look, 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 look. Gavin, let me talk. Let me you talk. <laughs> I don't Yes. I No. We, no. We've, we've talked about we've okay, we've we've talked about things. We've talked about things. Gavin said no, no. Gavin's we're not, talking, gonna, we're not gonna make them. Gavin's talked about Are look, we? Look. We have ideas. We have ideas and we've we've thought about the concept of a trilogy and a lot of it is uh Gavin, sorry if I'm spoiling things, but No, please don't I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. We've talked yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it he can't stop me. <laughs> a lot he's not directing me anymore. A lot of it rides on obviously where our careers go after Lotus, how successful Lotus is, if people like it, if people want to see more. Um, cause we put a lot of our own money into this, despite getting a large uh, crowdfunding. I put, I probably put what, 10, 15 K of my own money. I guess if you include the stuff with the first suit, Gavin's put like around 20 K since we started doing the movie. Um, a lot of money. And so it, it's, it's a huge load, um, to, to, to deal with, but yeah. we have a lot of ideas. We've talked about it. Um, we have kind of generalized outlines i hope gavin doesn't get mad at me of what we we would do yeah and go ahead gavin you can you can take over okay i'll take over for you um we 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 have we have elaborate ideas as one would being a fan of the character we know where the characters would go lotus ends in a way where we know exactly what we know what every character arc would lead to we know what the stories would be. Um, we know the titles. We know the suit designs. All the we, we we've thought about it pretty often, but again, it rests on pra- practicality. You know, it's like whether it's achievable or not is up in the air. You know, whether it can be afforded or whether it can be funded. You know, that's all up in the air. But we do have elaborate plans. And Gavin, you already spoiled this in a YouTube comment section. So shit. Uh. One of the ideas we did want to have, which he talked about this earlier, was to have Daredevil in the second one. We wanted to have Daredevil in the second one, and that was already like talked about on Twitter. Sorry, Gav, you did this yourself. I don't buddy. know if that. I don't know if that would. Is that still part of the plan? I don't know. Who knows? I, I I'll say this. I would like to make them. Don't, and don't ruin my dreams. I would like to make them very much. I think it'd be really fun to do. And the ideas that we have are super cool, really, really awesome. And we continue. Wait, did you? Okay. Wait. I love the titles that we have for the other two. Um, They're not public. The titles are not Boo. Can't tell them. Can't say it. Can, Gavin, can we? Have, can we, we have, has the title leaked? Has a title leaked online? Gavin, out there. can we? Can we say the the like? No. How, how they? You know, kind of, kind of the you know the 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 theme that continues. I mean, I mean, it would be. I mean, it would be news. We continue. It'd be a flower theme. We, we would continue. We have two. Flower titles. We won't say what they are. We will not confirm nor deny. But nothing is in stone. We'll say that. But we have a lot of ideas, and I would like to make them. But I will I mean, say, who, if we who ever, knows where we'll be years from now? If we ever do make them, it won't be for quite Long a while time. because yes. Gavin and I are. We want to do um some you know independent property or uh, independent projects that aren't intellectual properties. You know, yes. um, and make some short films. Short films are a lot easier to make than features and. You may, for, you're off the bat with the feature was really hard. Obviously, we're, it's been two years since we announced it and we're still working on it. 
Um, but that's my answer, Gavin, if you want to talk about it a little bit. No, no, this is pretty good enough. We can move on. All right. from that oh, <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun. I, I, I've been smiling, I feel like, for like the last like, 10 minutes. But um, no, before we do the end, this is Ryan's favorite part of the episode, and he forgets 104 times. I forget every time. What is our recommendation of the week from everyone? What's a movie or show you think everyone should check out? Or we go first. Um, I would say okay, show. I've been watching Superman and Lois season three recently. It's phenomenal. They tackle such good um, concepts. Like right now, you've got um, Lois dealing with cancer, which I one of my favorite things is when Superman literally can't save somebody. So I love when his dad dies from a heart attack. It's the most powerful guy in like the world, and he can't do anything about this. I love that concept. Um, you've got. Uh, one of their sons has superpowers, the other one doesn't. And the one without powers um, becomes a firefighter, which I think is a really cool take on it. He's He still wants to save people, and it's his way of you know, um, trying to still be heroic. It's a really cool stuff. You've got really cool banter with him and the, the brothers. Um, it's really, really cool. I would say that. I've been watching it recently, and I love it so much. Tyler's one of my favorite Superman actors. That's what I would say. To go on. I mean – I, I would want to say Better Call Saul, but you can't watch that without Breaking Bad, obviously. Um, I watched Breaking Bad for the first time last year, immediately watched Better Call Saul after that. I finished the whole thing, like both shows in I think like three months or two months. Um, incredible shows, like changed my entire perspective of, of telling stories and filmmaking. Um, I'm definitely going to be taking it into my next projects. You know, I, it made me regret a lot of how I filmed Lotus, but like I'm still, I'm still proud of Lotus, but it definitely... Like, I think my next project will look and feel a lot different than this movie does. Uh, but that is my recommendation. All right. I think I got to go. I, I may have recommended this before, but I watch it pretty much like the same time every summer just since you I first found it. But it's no, no, that's 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 like a spring show. Uh, but um, <laughs> I'm going to go Hunt for the Wilder People by Taika Waititi. I just okay. found it randomly scrolling Netflix one day and it's. It's just such a fun, fun movie. Fun, like, coming-of-age movie. It's just so good altogether. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. You love that movie, Ryan. I do. I Great movie. <laughs> well, I'm going to recommend something that we've been talking about kind of the whole episode, and that is right up there on the wall. There's hint, a hint, Gavin. I've never hint, seen it. I'm going to watch it this week. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, if you're going to watch it, watch the Radar Director's Cut. It's a much okay. better version of the film. Gotcha. gotcha. I know people love the Netflix show. I get it. I love it too. There's something about that suit that's so comic accurate without, but it's like a weird leather. I adore that suit. I, As a little kid, I loved it. I had the whole suit as a child, and I tried to learn with nunchucks because of this movie. <laughs> I got rid of them after like a week because I kept hitting myself. Yeah, but hard. I adore that movie, and I think with a better write with better writing, the movie could have been a lot more successful. And without a bald Colin Farrell, but um, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I wonder what a, a Daredevil suit by the the Lotus suit team would look like. Hmm. I've been what? thinking about that the whole episode since you brought That'd it. Kind of cool. Hmm. Going off this that. is a trailer coming from someone who's not on the team, someone who's just watching everything. I think you. The people who made that suit can make a really cool Daredevil stuff because it has that same texture as the Spider-Man. Yeah, just without the the webbing. 
the webbing. I think it'd look really dope. So hopefully we get to see that at some point. That'd be kind of maybe. Cool. I have to make a phone call or two. <laughs> maybe. Yes, you should make these phone calls, Gavin. But um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Everyone, go watch Spider Man Lewis when it hits yeah. YouTube, right? For everyone. Yes, yes sir. YouTube. Yeah. And uh, yeah, guys, it was a blast getting to talk to both of you. Dude, yeah, thanks for having Thank us on. Thank you. So fun. yeah, I can't wait to see both of you August six. That's gonna be really cool to meet you guys in person and not be August fifth through Zencaster. August fifth, yeah, fifth. August fifth. I'm sorry, <laughs> August sixth. Showed up the next day. No one's here. I'm like, no one's here. This is the worst premiere ever. <laughs> no, August sixth. I was supposed to see Fallout Boy, but now I'm oh. in California. So oh, August fifth. Yeah. I'm excited to go out and meet all. See you guys both. Oh, me too. And yeah, dude. Oh yeah, fun. I'm stuck. Ryan, is there anything you want to add? No, I mean, I had a lot of fun. I'm super excited for this movie now. Um, now that like, not that I wasn't excited before, but now that I've had some more insight <laughs> on it, like <laughs> you guys were talking about how much it meant to you, I'm I'm really excited to a go to Cali to see it, but also just see it in general. I'm I'm oh, pumped. Yeah, well, thank Absolutely, you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything you guys want to add before we go our separate ways? Well, thanks again for having us on. I had a really good time. This was, this was such a fun podcast. I love the. I mean, you guys said you guys don't usually do structure, but this was this was fun. I enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. I had so, a lot of fun too. You guys did a great job. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, next episode will not be this structured. I don't know what we're talking <laughs> about yet, but we'll figure that out next week. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to continue liking and sharing the podcast. Go follow us on TikTok, YouTube, wherever you find us. Gavin and Warden, thank you one last time. Ryan, you get to say the final thing like you do every single episode. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for watching, and we'll see you.